Before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. I was asked this week by a high school student whether I would recommend he consider becoming a lawyer. And what is it like? Is it a good life? What are the pros and cons? And I want to share with you what I have learned, both in the process of deciding to become an attorney, as well as what it's been like as an attorney. So that hopefully, if you are considering being an attorney, or you know somebody, a family member, or someone else, I'll present some considerations for you to think through in determining whether law is the right fit for you. Steve Jobs made famous the idea that you should do something you love. Because if you don't love it, the argument goes, how are you going to continue to do it for 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years? So choose something you love. And I think that can be really good advice for people who love something that you can make good money at. But a lot of young people, like this high schooler I was speaking to, doesn't know what he loves. He hasn't necessarily explored all sorts of things and areas and skills to figure out what you love. And there's an equally compelling argument, which is when you become great at something, you love it. So... Even if you may not have loved carpentry in the first few years, once you become a master, you often get a sense of satisfaction from that skill and being able to use that skill in a way others can't. So there's an equal argument, which is become a master at something, and then you will love it, and then you will enjoy doing it for years on end. So you can decide for yourself which of those two concepts are more persuasive to you or better align with your scenario. But I do think it makes a lot of practical sense to say, is there something you love now? And if so, what is it about that that you might want to pursue further? Now, if you say, I love watching TikTok videos. I'd say, well, yeah, you also might love eating fudge or chocolate, but there may not be an actual job there. What we're looking for is something that you love to do that provides some degree of value to the world. And you also need to think about, even if you love it, is it actually something you want to do for the rest of your life? What does that type of career look like? For example, you might love acting. But that might mean you need to move to L.A. Or you might love artistry and painting. But that might mean many years of not being able to earn a living until your paintings are well known. Or you might love producing music. And then you have to say to yourself, okay, well, what does that lifestyle look like? Somebody asked me about becoming a real estate agent recently. and Or like a... Uh, a photographer. Well, both real estate agents and photographers work a lot of nights and weekends. Now, it's not absolutely necessary. There are commercial photographers who work during the day. There are commercial real estate agents who work during the day, weekdays. But a lot of real estate agents, especially those for residential homes, work when everyone else is off work because that's when they can go visit the homes. 
So I talked with this high schooler about what does the job of a lawyer look like on a daily basis. Before going to law school, I had the opportunity to talk with a lot of very successful and financially capable individuals because I did development and fundraising for a nonprofit. And I'd often ask them, what do you encourage your children to do? I thought, who better to ask than somebody who has children and has achieved some degree of professional accomplishment, enough to at least have excess money to give to a nonprofit. And I was very encouraged by what they said. They said this, we don't try to impose a particular career or choice or life on our children. Rather, we try to understand who they are, what their interests are, what they enjoy, and by doing various assessments of their strengths and interests and how they were made and their personality, you can often narrow down which career options would be the best fit. That might be strength finders or Enneagram, two very inexpensive ways to assess somebody's strengths and, and conversely their weaknesses. Another test to ask is, do you enjoy working more with your mouth hands or brain. In other words, hands would be a very physical job. Mouth would be like presentation, sales, or interacting and talking with other people. Brain would be strategic, thinking, designing. Or do you like a combination? And if so, what does that combination ideally look like? You might say, hey, I want to work with my hands 90% of the day, but have some interaction with people as well. So some some working with my mouth, some working with my brain. Or, hey, I, I really enjoy working with my brain. I want to do that 70% of the time. But I also get energized by working with people and having that mouth component. And if possible, I'd love to use my hands. Now, a lot of jobs tend to be primarily one category, brain, hands, or mouth, and then have a secondary category with that third largely excluded. So that's one other test you can ask yourself. Here's another test. If you had to talk about one topic for every day for the rest of your life, what topic would you choose or what topics would you consider? Maybe you'd say, oh, politics or philosophy or gardening or animals or you know, fill in the blank, whatever that topic is, that can shed some light on the industries you might consider. Because even though you would bring a skill to the industry that involves your head, your hands, or your mouth, the topics that you're interacting with every day, it's nice to have something that you enjoy. Now, of course, that can change. And this goes all the way back to the original idea I talked about in the beginning. When you have a mastery in an area, you often have more interest in it because you feel proud of it. You feel proud of your skills. And so a lot of people have said in the middle of their life that they get great satisfaction and reward from doing something that they have developed mastery in, but they didn't like it in the beginning. So often we need to just pursue mastery and know that some level of satisfaction will come later. But I think at the beginning, it's always better to be intentional about our decisions and strategic and think through what does that lifestyle look like. 1,000 different types of attorneys with entirely different lifestyles. For example, in private practice, which means you're practicing as an attorney working with clients, 
you have personal injury law firms, which are very similar to a traditional business. You have public advertising, you have internal management and processes and, and teammates that handle different parts. Whereas as a business attorney, you're working very directly one-on-one -on -one, which with each client and you have a relationship and you're involved in business decisions as well as the legal decisions and the legal work. You can work as a corporate attorney, which is much more like a business technician and the technical skill set you have is as an attorney. You can use a law degree in all sorts of different other jobs. In fact, as I have interviewed CEOs and business owners, they will often put a law degree as more valuable than an MBA if they are hiring somebody for a non-law job. Now, I'll say that again. If a business owner or CEO is hiring somebody for a non-law job, so a business job, they more often than not consider a law degree as more valuable than a business degree like an MBA. And that's because law relates so much to business. And they also would tell you having generic business education is helpful, but you really need to learn a specific business to be good at a specific job. So that MBA may not be as relevant, whereas having the legal education and a law degree gives you a lot of additional value in a business because every business interacts with the law and is constrained by the law. One attorney told me before I attended law school that he would recommend law school because it helps you think like an attorney, but he would not recommend the practice of law because of the billable hour requirements, which basically means you need to work heavy hours. Yes, attorneys can get paid well, but that usually means they're working a lot of hours because they need to work hours serving clients so they generate revenue for the firm, but then they're also working on non-billable work like training of paralegals and legal assistants, administrative work, all the other work of running a business that is not actually serving the client and doing the billable work for the client. So if somebody is considering becoming an attorney, hopefully the concepts I've presented here in a very quick fashion can give you some areas to dig into further so you can make an intentional and educated decision and whether the practice of law might be a good fit for you. All right, I'm Aaron Hall. I'm an attorney for business owners and entrepreneurs. I do this educational channel to help you spot issues to discuss with your attorney, to help you identify ways to avoid problems, but keep in mind it's an educational channel. This is not a replacement for using an attorney who understands the law in your state, in your jurisdiction, and can take the time to understand your particular goals and concerns and exceptions that might apply to you. I'd love for you to get the exclusive free resource that we make available to subscribers. It's a list of common legal problems and how to avoid them, and then videos educational videos talking about how to avoid those problems in your company and set your company up for success. You can get that at aaronhall.com free, enter your email address, and we will start sending you that information by email. If you have other questions, feel free to continue to add them here. I will use those questions to answer in a future 
live Q&A. It was great being with you today. I look forward to seeing you again on the next live session.